Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and today is Sunday, February 5th in the year 2023. Welcome to February. This is our first podcast in February, and I welcome everyone. I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been windy. It's been so windy, in fact, that it's been cool. Now, this is summer here. At this time of year, it's summer, and you don't really expect things to be windy and cool. At night, I've been needing a sweater, and I just, like, at night, I have to put on a sweater. And I, you know, I haven't been able to use the pool, (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it's not really hot enough to use the pool. It's the sun is hot, but it's actually not um it's actually not warm warm hot. It's it's uh, but this is Escazú. This is where I live. And if you know anything about Costa Rica, uh there's microclimates here. And microclimates mean that Escazú has a climate and then the neighboring town of Santa Ana has a climate and it's hotter in Santa Ana, even though it's almost walkable from here. Um, Santa Ana is, is hotter and drier. And so when rainy season comes, we get more rain than they do. So, and then, you know, if you go to Pavas, they're going to have a different climate and Cartago. Oh, as soon as you're going to Cartago, people are saying things like better bring a sweater. Oh yeah. Bring your jacket. Oh, you can't go to Cartago without a raincoat. Even if it's summer, you can go to Cartago and it might be raining or, or spitting as they say in, in England. It, it's just, you know, it's kind of cloudy. It's, it's, um, it's an interesting place, but Costa Rica is an interesting place. Come visit. Anyway, on with the, um, on with the day. Oh, so, you know, when we talk about wind here and the wind is blowing now, I have ceramic tiles. The roof has ceramic tiles and they're A-shaped or V-shaped, depending on how you hold them. Ceramic tiles, they're big and heavy too. Do you know that the wind is strong enough to blow them off the roof? And they came off the roof the other day, two of them, and they land in my bougainvillea tree and they sit in the tree and just waiting to fall out of the tree onto someone's head in the garden below. So it, it, <laughs> it's like, surprise, that's not a Uranian surprise I would want, but it, it was, I was noticing the other day, two of them were in the tree. And so I had to tell someone so they could get somebody else over here with a ladder to get them out of the tree before one of the wind blew the tree. The wind was shaking the tree and they could easily fall on my head or my cat's head. And that would make me very upset. And where the cleaning lady's head, you know, and anybody else that's here, but it's windy. And that's, you know, the first three minutes of this podcast has been talking about the wind in Costa Rica. So there you go. Um, (laughs) how is it? Well, here in Costa Rica last night, and I don't know, the sun hasn't set yet, but last night the moon was huge. The full moon was enormous. And I put it on Instagram and I thought it was going to show up. It was like in your face. It was like a big white disc in the sky. And it was like, wow, that thing is huge. And 
I just turned around and said, is that the moon? Oh my God, the moon was huge. And so this is a big, bright, full moon in Leo. And it's interesting because I was talking to my sister in New Jersey and she's like, oh, it, well, it didn't look like that here. So I guess it's here and I don't know where else, but you know, I was texting my neighbor who went to the beach this weekend for a, a uh, wedding. And I said, um, hey, are you seeing the moon? He's like, yes, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And so... It was gorgeous where they were in Tamarindo up north in Guanacaste, and it was really big here. And I don't know where else, I don't know if you're in Florida listening to this podcast or Texas, if it was close enough to here to really produce a huge moon, or if you're in Mexico, what the moon looks like. But I'm expecting the moon to be big again tonight, so I'm going to go out and look for it again. And... Um, you know, the, the cables, the telephone cables get in the way of taking the picture, so I have to try to, like, walk down the street and get a clear picture of it. But it's it was really big and beautiful. And it is the full moon, and it is the full moon in Leo. Now, the full moon means that the sun is in Aquarius, and the moon comes in, which is a faster planet, and opposes the sun in Aquarius from the opposite sign, which is Leo. Now, a full moon is always highly energized. They are energizing each other, the sun and the moon. They are opposite planets in this moment. And, you know, the moon is still in Leo as I speak. And it's, it was one uh, twenty nine Eastern time today. And I experienced, you know, I saw it last night, but it's interesting, the dynamics of this moon, because of the Uranus in Taurus, it's like the moon and the sun make a T-square with Uranus. And so it was a very excitable full moon. Energies were high. Energies were a little crazy. And so my cat yesterday, she obviously always feels these energies. And she sat on the patio. I had to like basically stand at the door and call her in. And her her um her desire was to sit on the cushion of the chair under the, uh, under the table so like i have a little table with four chairs and sometimes i work out there and she was sitting on the on the chair on the cushion underneath the tablecloth so you didn't see her so you had to lift up the tablecloth and say got the marina come on baby come in the house and she just sat there and she didn't listen to me and she just walked in the room hi baby and um she she wouldn't get out. She wouldn't leave. And then she came in the house after I pestered her to come in. Because why is she sitting out there? You know, I mean, it's a beautiful night. It was a beautiful night. And I then experienced her doing the same thing at the dining room table. So I'm sitting, I'm looking around the house for her. I don't know where she is. She's under the tablecloth on the dining room table. Animals feel these things. You know, the full moon was intense with Uranus. And so now it's, you know, now we're getting a more relaxed energy. It's still active. It's still active. And we're probably going to feel it for the next couple of days. But my cat's not hiding under the tablecloth right now. And I'm, I'm sniffing because there's been so much wind. I'm like, it's just too breezy, a little breezy. I'm not sick or anything, but um, it was you know, too much dust in the air. Um, but it was interesting because the energy was, I felt great yesterday, even though it was a sun 
square Uranus couple of days, I felt very good. I felt energized. I felt optimistic. And it was Venus and Mars squaring each other last night. And so this was, you know, Uranus can be a very optimistic planet, but it also can be a nerve rattling planet. So my cat felt the nerves rattle and I felt very positive. And then this morning I woke up the day of the full moon and my head hurt, my body hurt. And I said, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm done. I'm fed up. And I then proceeded to talk to myself and give a list of things that I was fed up with. And that's another quality of Uranus. Uranus wants a breakthrough. Uranus wants an absolute change. And when you feel the desire to change, you want it with Uranus, you want it yesterday. You don't want to wait for it. You don't want to work for it. You don't want to do any more. You want it right now or yesterday or immediately, if not sooner. Okay. And that's the nature of Uranus. So I woke up obviously impatient with myself and my life. And I'm standing in my kitchen making breakfast and I'm talking to myself because I do. I talk to myself. I'm an air sign. So that's it. Um, and I'm talking to myself and my cat's like looking at me and she's like meowing at me like, meow, like, meh, what is wrong with you? Like she does this every now and again when I start talking to myself. She starts like getting impatient with me and she's like, what are you doing? Like, who are you talking to? Please shut up. It, and it's like this in, indignant meow. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right. I know I'm talking to myself, but, but I was, I said, I'm fed up. And you know, this is a time to get impatient. <laughs> the moon is in a fire sign and Uranus is getting a square from the moon. So it's an agitating aspect. And T-squares are often uncomfortable, but they force us to work things through. <sighs> the empty space of the T-square is Scorpio. So where does Scorpio land in your chart? What do you need to deeply connect with in order to make these changes? And it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic when you have an outer planet taking a stab at the full moon. Full moons are always high energy and anyway. Like people born under a full moon are going to feel it. Oh my God. And then there are people who are Cancerians because they're sensitive to the moon because the moon rules their sign and they feel these things. And animals, like I said, feel these things. But this was a particularly irritating full moon. And we're not done. I mean, the energy stays with us for a few days. So we really need to just be patient with ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, this is, I woke up impatient and aggravated this morning, right? On a Sunday, on a Sunday, I woke up like, all right, I'm fed up. So, um, and I think what happens is, and you know, we've had a whole lot of Saturn too. Saturn was bug and Uranus for a long time and they've been dancing together since 2021 and on and off and then like one more time at the end of 2022 and so Saturn is like slow and steady wins the race and Uranus is like but I want it yesterday and you know it's complicated when you are impatient with your life and you're impatient with what should be flowing and what should be as I say, ease, grace, and flow. There is 
and impatience, which means impatience is a lot of things. Impatience is I'm not operating fast enough. I'm not doing things fast enough. I'm doing everything I possibly can and it's not happening to my liking fast enough. And then there is, of course, not trusting that the universe has its own rhythm. And, and why are we in a rush? Because we get tired of things the way they are. But why are we in a rush? We want it yesterday. And it's not, it's not something that's um, possible if it's not in front of you now. And so we have to sit back, take a breath, and connect with why it's not happening right now and what we're impatient with. And, you know, after I had breakfast, after I calmed down, then I felt better, then I went for a walk and used this energy with exercise. So I went out and I walked, you know, three and a half miles. And, um, and then I came home and I did some other stretching and body rolling and stuff like that. And all of those things help use up this impatient energy. Of course, now I'm tired. Um, but, (laughs) but, you know, it's, um, it's really important to be aware of how we use this energy. If we're not going to be kind to ourselves and patient with ourselves and work with the pace that the universe has given us in our life, then we need to go use up the energy another way through exercise or just breathing, breathing, breathing is good. I went outside and the air, you know, it was windy, like I said, and it's, the air was so fresh and breezy and I stood in the sun. The sun was hot, but it was breezy at the same time. So it was just, it was just exquisite. And the sky was so blue. It was so beautiful. And I stood there and I just felt like just this incredible feeling of just refreshment. And that helped a whole lot. So when we get outside in nature, I said hello to the trees. I said hello to my favorite Ylang Ylang tree, which is in the neighborhood a few, a few, it's a little bit of a walk away, but it's not far from where I get my hair cut. And um, if I said hello to my favorite tree and it's just, it's the heavenly aroma of that tree. And when I just embraced all of that, then I calmed down, then I wasn't as impatient as I, um, had been. And then we start to embrace, uh, Uranus as a bringer of change and using of energy and optimism and, using of our own talents and abilities and rather than as an agent of impatience. So we have a choice. We always have a choice. Our universe, our life, every day we're given a choice of how to use this energy. And do we surrender to to divine intention and divine will or do we force the issue and get aggravated? So uh, if you are getting up in the morning and you're aggravated, then you got to sit back with yourself and you have to go shift that energy somehow, some way. Uranus can easily fly off the handle. And that means we're not grounded in it. We're not using the energy wisely and appropriately. We are not using the energy to our best of our advantage and what can serve our life. We're using it to be counterproductive. It's never good to use astrological aspects to be counterproductive. Never. It's it's too 
it's too counter astrology. You know, astrology presents itself and we have a choice. We're feeling it. How do you want to take this energy? Where do you want to go with it? And Uranus is one of those things that it comes around and you either feel great like I did yesterday or you feel aggravated like I did this morning. And look how quickly the energy changed. All I did was go to sleep. So something came up in my unconscious, which is what Uranus does. It brings things out of your unconscious. This is what outer planets do. It's their job. And so Uranus is going to stimulate whatever's rolling around in your unconscious and like kick it around and you're going to say, I'm just pissed off. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm done. And what am I pissed off about? Well, then you have to go sit with yourself and say, okay, what am I fed up with? Um, and so for those of you who felt that energy as aggravating or uncomfortable, then um, it's our job to change that energy, shift it, move it, work with it, find out why you're feeling like that. What is it that you're upset about, even if you do have to talk to yourself in front of your cat. Um, so it's important to get clear, clear, and very clear with yourself because emotions are energy in motion. And obviously this wasn't, you know, I could say that wasn't, that was emotion. I woke up this morning with emotion and how do I handle those emotions? Well, I got to work with them. I have to accept them. I can't just, if you take a Uranus transit or Uranus aspect and you try to deny it, sweep it under the carpet, it's not going to work. You know what happens? Uranus makes you trip and fall. Uranus makes you get into an accident. Uranus, Uranus unrecognized and unconscious can really cause accidents. And you do not want to shove a Uranus transit in the back seat of the car. You don't want to shove it under the bed, under the carpet, put it in a box and shove it in the closet. It will come back and kick your butt. So never take this kind of energy and just ignore it because you will go for a walk like I did today and you'll trip. You don't do that. You listen to it and allow yourself the space to work it through and listen to yourself because you're not fed up for nothing or aggravated for nothing or uncomfortable or irritated for nothing. So this full moon brought up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And how do we use this energy? How do we work with it? Each of us has to see where, you know, the Aquarius, Leo, Taurus components fall in our astrological chart. And it is important to pay attention to those things and connect with what's um, bothering us and relate it back to where those things are in our charts. Um, Venus and Mars were squaring each other. Venus is in Pisces, as we know, and Mars is still in Gemini. And the thing is, um, Venus loves to be romantic and compassionate and empathic and beautiful in Pisces. Mars and Gemini is going to talk to her about that and be like, but there's all these reasons why, you know, blah, blah, blah is going on. Anyway, they're a little bit at odds. Mars in Gemini wants to talk it out. Venus in Pisces wants to be romantic. Um, Venus and Mars are male and female planets, female and male planets. 
And Venus is obviously the feminine, Mars is obviously the masculine, and then the moon is feminine and the sun is masculine. And so we had a lot of duality this weekend between the masculine and the feminine energies. And this is important to pay attention to because the masculine side is the part that's going to get irritated and the feminine side is the one that wants to stay in flow. So if you felt the dynamics and the push-pull of wanting to stay in flow but then also being, you know, itchy, agitated, whatever, then you need to work with that, that from the male-female dynamic and connect with what's, what's going on for you. So this is an interesting, rarely does it happen. You know, Venus and Mars don't square each other that often. Um, you know, every year, six months, something like that, depending on the transits. But Venus and Mars were squaring each other. At the same time, there's a full moon. That doesn't happen. So this is... Um, a, a lot of masculine feminine in this push-pull relationship and it's important to balance for all of us not just women men too you know there might be a feminine side to that we all have venus and mars and the sun and the moon in our charts right so everybody's got masculine everybody's got feminine just aside from our gender aside from what who we are we have all of that in our chart if i look at an astrological chart Every astrological, I look at today's astrological chart, there's those four planets. And there's masculine energy, there's feminine energy. And even the men have to deal with the feminine. And the women have to deal with the masculine. And how do we choose to use those energies? So, very important. Very important. This was a stimulating weekend. This has been a stimulating weekend. These energies aren't going away tomorrow. They are staying around with us to continue this work. And... You know, don't be, don't be thinking, well, I didn't feel anything. Not much happened. It might happen tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe it won't happen for you. Maybe everything's in balance for you. It might happen tomorrow. So a lot going on, a lot going on. And I want to make a mention that I have decided to present a master class on February 21st, which is a Tuesday in the evening. And I will send out more information about that. If you are not on my mailing list, please do go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and sign up for my mailing list. There's a little box that will give you the ability to, it's a pop-up, the ability to sign up for my mailing list. And I invite you to do that because I'm going to be sending out this announcement maybe later today. Um, I hope so. Why am I giving a masterclass? Because March is a big month. Mars is going to finally leave Gemini, but that's not even the half of it. Saturn's changing signs, Pluto's changing signs. This is a big deal. Lots and lots and lots to talk about. So it will be uh, about Saturn going into Pisces and Pluto going into Aquarius. Saturn and Pluto got together just three years ago. And interestingly, it's it's pretty hard to believe that they've both moved on so much. They, they left their mark in 2020 and they moved on and moved into different parts of the horoscope every day. And so we're going to see some really big, big stuff shifting and changing in March. And I want to talk about that, you know, two and a half weeks from now when we do this. And this is very important. So if you're interested, you can also write to me, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, and I'm on Instagram, thegoldenastrologer.com. You could write to me there. 
and ask me about it. If you're not on my mailing list, you can DM me at Instagram, Golden Astrologer, and you can say, Deb, I want to be on your mailing list. I want to get information about this. So this is a very important shift, very important. I'll tell you about it in the webinar. There are going to be things that I discuss in that webinar that are not going to be discussed on my podcast or on my Instagram. Why? Because I am going to go through the houses again, like I did with Mars and Gemini last September, and talk about where these events are going to occur in each person's house. That's two planets. It's a lot of information. So I'm not going to sit here on a podcast and say, if you have Saturn in Pisces, going to your first house, your second house, your third house, you know, I'm not going to do that because that's what webinars are for and master classes are for, okay? So that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, and I invite you to tune in. Uh, you know, the other thing is that we have been now in a time where these two planets, if they're changing signs next month, which is not that far away, I mean, look, we're already in February, January's gone. One-twelfth of the year is finished. We are now going to talk about the fact that they are getting ready to leave where they are. Now, those that, that event that I'm giving is going to be talking about their entry into something else. Now I'm going to talk to you about what it feels like that they're leaving where they are. Saturn is in Aquarius, and it's at the end of Aquarius, and it's leaving Aquarius. And it's not going to step into Pisces and come back into Aquarius, like it did when it was in Capricorn, stepped in Aquarius, moved back into Capricorn, moved back into Aquarius. Saturn's not doing that this time. It's leaving Aquarius for the next 28, 29 years, okay? Bye-bye Saturn in Aquarius. People like me, Aquarians, are happy that Saturn is leaving Aquarius, okay? But as my teacher used to say, Saturn's going somewhere next, so don't sit there saying, Ugh, I can't wait for Saturn to get out of my sign because Saturn is going to go someplace else and obviously it's going to be in your chart. Though I must say I haven't found Saturn in Capricorn, even though it belongs in Capricorn, it doesn't. It wasn't as tedious as this was for me, but of course that's going to be the case. Let me tell you, it is now, we're in the final home stretch of Saturn in Aquarius. And even though Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius, it still feels like way too much. It feels like so much right now. And when Saturn is leaving a sign, those last hours, those last weeks, feels impossibly long. Saturn is associated with time. And the association of time to like our day-to-day -day life. And we feel, many of us feel, and I have felt this many times with Saturn, when is it going to be over? Oh my God, already. You know, I have felt this many times with Saturn in certain places. But when Saturn's at the end of a sign, when it's approaching those last degrees, and it's in the last few degrees of Aquarius, it is like never ending. It's the feeling this is ever going to be over. Oh my God, please already. But this is the truth. It just feels like, what more could I possibly learn here? I'm so tired of this lesson. And that's probably and mostly why I woke up this morning and said, I'm just so fed up. <laughs> and I can tell you the Saturnine reasons why I felt the way I did. <laughs> 
And so this has been, these last few days, these last weeks, I have just been, I think, exhausting. I was exhausted all week. I wasn't feeling well this past week. I didn't get sick, sick, but I was exhausted and I needed a lot of rest because I would have gotten sick if I hadn't done that. And um, Monday I had no internet. Monday I had no internet for all of Monday. I had to go out in the garden and do my work. And, you know, that was the Mars moon in Gemini thing and every time since Mars has been slow every time the moon goes into Gemini and meets with Mars it's like ugh, it's like a you know I feel it because I have the moon in Gemini but it's been just too much it's just it, something in the communication realm gets really messed up so retrograde or not the the two of them together were just ugh, just a royal royal nuisance so Saturn at the end of a sign is just feels endless. And so the moments, though, are important. We have to pay attention to them and we have to learn the lessons of Saturn because if we're not learning them, we're going to get, it's just going to be hard when it goes into the next sign. The, the lesson's not going to end. And so we have to feel like we have done everything possible to work Saturn through in these last weeks of Saturn in Aquarius. Where is Aquarius in your chart? Do you know where it is? Where where has that area of your life been hit with Saturn? And then Pluto, who is in the end of Capricorn. Now Pluto's coming back. So this is just step one. There's going to be a couple of more steps of Pluto and Capricorn, but if you want to hear more about that, you can come to my lecture. Um, and Pluto in Capricorn is just another thing. Pluto is in Saturn's sign. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And so one of the moments of Pluto at the end of Capricorn is like, oh God, the world is crazy. And this is what I keep hearing. I look on Instagram and I keep hearing people saying, the world is really out of control right now. The world is really nuts. The way things are going right now, blah, blah, blah. And can you believe how crazy the world is and the world can't get any crazier? And Every time I see this, the first thing I think of is Pluto leaving Capricorn because Pluto at the end of a sign incites chaos. It incites death anxiety from the core of the collective unconscious. It's the end of something. It's been here since 2008. It is the end of something and we are all unconsciously, unconsciously susceptible to freaking out. Okay, remember that it's a freak out unconsciously. So this collective planet, and anytime an outer planet leaves us on Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto, we get like this, but Pluto especially, because it stays really long in a, in a sign. And so here we are, and every time I talk to someone, it's really been crazy out there. It's great. Well, it's been like this before. Maybe if you remember 2007, 2008, you'll remember that people were saying the same thing. And 1995, people said the same thing when Pluto was leaving Scorpio and going into Sagittarius and other times in your life. This has been, you know, it's, it's a real, real moment of closure. And we're going to get to re-experience it, and it might get crazier, but these are moments of closure when planets are leaving. They've spent a long time there. Saturn has been in Aquarius. It went on and off in 2020, and then it was 2021, 2022, and now, and it's getting ready to go. 
out of Aquarius. Pluto and Capricorn, like I said, since 2008. These are heavy-duty moments. These are the endings. People don't know what's going to happen. They're going to wake up tomorrow, they're going to make their breakfast, and they're going to talk to their cat, right? Okay, that's what's going to happen. But we are closing a chapter of something on the collective unconscious level. And when we experience this, it is something in our unconscious where um, we just, it's inexplicably complicated and we are inexplicably at threats of something, okay? We're saying goodbye to something and we're not going to see it again in this lifetime, whatever it is. But you know what? It's probably something that we've worked out anyway since 2008 and now we move on to something fresh and new and big. And so that's what Pluto does. Now, I had some, I had to, in January, I really had a whole lot of intense dream cycles. And I'm like, oh, this is like planets leaving signs and stuff, whatever, the unconscious. And my dreams were really intense. And I actually used my new vision holographic system to clear some of this stuff. And uh, I imprinted a water bottle for myself with remedies so that I could, uh, uh, drink it and like help clear these unconscious patterns that were popping up in my sleep. My dreams were just, I actually had some nightmares. I don't have nightmares. I don't get nightmares. I had nightmares. <sighs> yeah. So this is where we're at. If you feel rattled when you get up in the morning, you can bet that there's something to do with what's going on in your subconscious and your sleep state. And while you are, um, you know, while you're in another state of mind. And so this is absolutely positively one of the times when you have to accept what's going on and try to sift through it, work through it. Come for an astrology session. So if you are interested in having an astrology session to work through these outer planet cycles and Saturn cycles, my astrology website is thegoldenastrologer.com. And I give sessions, and absolutely, you can sign up for something. I have an Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, and I have my um, podcast here where we are every week. So I invite you to have a session because it's a wonderful experience for a person. And it's important, you know, I get to talk to other healers and and practitioners too. And it's important for me to do that because... You know, I have to do that so I can serve you guys better. And everybody else has to, you know, it's really, really an important thing to get clarity when you're having these moments um, in, in these astrological cycles. So you're not crazy. This is what's going on. The world may seem upside down, but it's Pluto leaving Capricorn, and you should just be aware of that. And you can hear the wind rattling my windows right now. I'm going to go close them. Thank you for listening. It has been a beautiful experience to be with you again. Gratitude to all. And on this lovely Sunday, as we start to see the sunset, I'm going to go look for the moon and you should go out and look for the moon too. Love to all. Thank you for listening. See you on Instagram during the week and hope to see you soon. Thanks. Have a beautiful week.